We know that aviation and flying can take a toll on our skin. So today I'm going to bring you an amazing story and information on a skincare line that was formulated by a female pilot to combat the hazards on our skin to flying. Wheels up. We're airborne. Welcome to the Pilot Wife and Aviation Podcast. I'm Jackie Almer, an aviation professional and pilot wife for over 30 years, and I'm your co-captain. I have some free resources to help you live your best aviation and high-achieving life at resources.pilotwifepodcast.com. Buckle up, stow your bags, and let's unpack the high-altitude life. Erin Johnston created the Silex skincare line as a corporate pilot when she noticed that the more time she spent with her head in the clouds, so to speak, the worse her complexion looked and felt. She was determined to solve the dryness and premature aging caused by traveling at high altitudes. So she began researching as part of her master's thesis why uh, this was occurring, what, you know, what, what happened with high altitudes and different airplane cockpits, as well as the cabins and the negative impact that it can have on the skin. So that's what we're going to cover. Help me welcome Aaron Johnston to the show. So Aaron, welcome to the show. I am thrilled to uh, be chatting with you, sharing your story of aviation and your journey into skincare innovation. Yeah, thank you. I'm happy to be on the show. So thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. So let's just get started with the basics. Tell us about you and your background and how you started in aviation. Yes. So right now I live in Oakland, California. I work as a corporate pilot. Uh, I started flying when I was in high school and it all started when I was watching TV with my dad. We were sitting on a couch and a commercial comes on for a I see someone learn to fly in a Cessna and I just thought, okay, that is the coolest thing. I didn't realize you could fly small planes or learn to fly small, small planes. Um, so it kind of went from there. My dad's friend had an airplane that he let us use and train in uh, so long as we use his instructor. Um, and then just went through all my ratings, got my CFI um, while going through college, and then just ended up going in the corporate aviation field and kind of fell in love with it. Um, so yeah, that's that's where I am now. So how old were you when you actually took your first flight, like started the whole process? Uh, 17. Yeah. 17. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then you kept flying through college. I did. Yes. But that was so, not, but I don't think aviation was your career path in college. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So I was originally going to go to medical school, or at least I studied pre-med. Um, and so I trained along the side. So I thought it was going to be the hobby you know, for the longest time. Uh, and then I took a gap year after college and really just fell in love with aviation. I ended up traveling a bunch and did some backpacking through Europe. And it was something I wasn't really ready to give up on, or at least all the travel. Uh, so I started flight instructing more. And then that's when I got an offer to fly King Air, um, King Air 350 out in California. And I kind of just jumped at the opportunity. And it's funny, I just really haven't looked back since. It's just been such a wonderful career choice. So I, yeah. I love that. So do you, was your time in Europe, were you using that as like a reflective soul searching? What do I want to do with my life? Did any of that play into it? 
So not so much, actually, it's funny, it, it ended up turning into that. Um, but that wasn't really the intention going forward is more so the fact that I knew I had a lot more schooling ahead of me going into medical school. So I wanted to get this time, at least to myself to do some traveling and just take a break. And, you know, undergraduate was very challenging. So I was like, okay, I just need <laughs> need some time to myself and enjoy some traveling with friends. Um, and yeah, I would do it over again a thousand times. So then how long have you been flying professionally? Yes. So, uh, I got my first job in corporate aviation in 2017. Um, so I guess five years now I've been flying as corporate pilot. Okay. And tell us a little bit about that journey. Um, one company, several companies, and talk to us about corporate because we know, or we hear corporate aviation can be, um, fabulous and it can also be up and down turbulent, right. To use airline <laughs> lingo, just because companies merge, they sell. And sometimes the aviation department is one of the first to get cut. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's 100% a mixed bag. It depends on what department you get into. And I will never forget talking to one of my friends who has been in corporate aviation for a long time, talking about the fact that when you're in corporate aviation, aviation is not the business. You're not in the business of aviation. So, it, you know, usually when they go in to sell a company or the restructuring, like usually the aviation department by, might be the first to go. Um, so when I got started, I actually was in the King Air 350 and started more so on a contract basis with a part 91, so a corporate company. And I did a good amount of contracting on the side just to build time and experience, just because I wasn't really all that familiar with corporate as well as charter flying. Um, so did a lot of King Air contracting uh, and then not, I think it was in 2020 is when I got my Falcon type rating. And so that's when I kind of moved into the jet space, um, still with the same company, the part 91 company. Um, but about a few months ago, the company ended up selling. And so this, it was kind of an interesting space to be in just because it ended up surviving through COVID. Um, so I was thankful at least to keep my job through COVID, but, um, they ended up selling and it was like, Oh, this is one of those moments that I've heard about where the aviation department might not survive this. Um, and unfortunately that was the case. They did end up selling one of the airplanes and moving on. Um, so currently without a job at the moment, uh, but my next position likely starts in November. So still waiting on a class date. Um, Cause I guess those are a little bit hard to find right now with initial class dates for new airplanes. And the initial class date would be with a new airplane. It would be the company putting you into somebody else's training program. Yes. So it, this would so that's be why the challenge. Correct. Yeah. So this is a new airplane I haven't flown. So I'm familiar with the Falcon 900 and the King Air 350. And this new position is on the Gulfstream 550. So I'd have to go through, um, I think it's about a three week long process um, for training. Nice. I love that. I did a little, a very small amount of corporate flight attending on a Gulfstream 550 and I Ooh. love that airplane. Oh my gosh. <laughs> very exciting. Fun for you. That's what yeah. I, hear. I hear people love it. So I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Coming from a commercial aviation background, not even so much as a flight attendant, it's a whole nother story how I ended up doing that. It was kind of a 
a, a nicely paid favor to a friend who was the chief pilot there, um, who's been friends with my husband forever, but it was kind of literally at, at a barbecue. He was talking about, uh, you know, we, we occasionally need a second flight attendant, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my gosh, well, I love to entertain. I flew for one year years ago because I had to with a company that's never been my thing in aviation. But I thought, how fun at this point in my life just to go do that on a very part-time basis and get paid really well and stay at fabulous resorts. And that's what we did. So it was a lot of fun, but anyway, oh, how amazing. Oh, I yeah, love that. <laughs> it, it was, it was literally just kind of a blip where I was like, Oh my gosh, this is kind of a fun deal. Why would I say no? It's just a, a whole new fun experience to add to my bucket list or my checklist of, I don't even know what to call it. It wasn't really on my bucket list. It wasn't on, it's not on my resume, but it's just kind of fun to say, oh, I did this. And it was great. So. I love the fact that so many of those stories exist in aviation too. You know, it's just, (laughs) it is, it's, it's such an amazing profession. I just can't imagine any, any other path that my life could have taken. So anyway, yes. Oh, I love it. Well, it'll be fun to stay tuned to hear what those next chapters are for you. Yes. Along those lines, and, and I'm assuming probably, and you'll, I know you'll tell us some of your background with pre-med and some of that. What was it that led to your interest then in skincare Mm -hmm. and launching the Silex line? Yes. So that, I, that started when I was actually, so during COVID, uh, while I was thankful enough and lucky enough to keep my job, we weren't doing a lot of flying at all, really at all. And, um, so I noticed that my skin had really never felt better. It felt amazing. So I'm like, okay, well, what's the common denominator here? I've not been flying or traveling. And so that's when I started to look into, um, some of the studies that have been published about this, um, as well as like sun damage and like an exposure in the cockpit, as well as just how dry that climate is when you're in an aircraft cabin. Um, And it was pretty alarming (laughs) to identify just how bad it is for your skin. Um, So that's when I did, I was also working on my master's thesis and I decided to dive into UV radiation exposure and go through the research that has already been done and kind of try to combine it into a cohesive paper just because there isn't a whole lot of information out there still actually. And it's very specific to the airplane. So depending on the airplane that you're in, um, the UV radiation exposure can vary just because the aircraft windshield and a lot of that information isn't available. Um, so it really got me interested to dive more into this. And I, as I was looking, I wanted to find you know, skincare that was suited specifically for pilots, flight attendants or travelers. And I couldn't find anything specifically formulated and designed for it. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure that frequent travelers would be able to sympathize with this, but I have had so many things explode in my bag that it's almost just painful to think about. So like I wanted, even when I was looking at like finding something that's travel friendly is not always easy. So I kind of went with that idea in mind. And then before I knew it, it kind of morphed into this thing that I'm just really excited about. So a question that comes up for me for sure is um, the data that you talked about and kind of the lack of availability and plane specific. So is that included in your thesis? And is it possibly something that people that the that you share out there or that people can have access to? The thesis, I think, is available. Um, okay. I'll have to double check with you on that and get back to you whether or not that. that is publicly sourced. 
Um, uh, but I can also send you a few studies that have been done um, with respect to this. Um, I would love to put that in the show notes because I think that that yes. would be you know, super interesting to not just pilots, but people who fly frequently, you know, those of us in the, in the, in the, you know, the cabin as well. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's interesting um, to dive into just to like, just a couple quick facts that I remember from some of these studies that I was looking into. Um, one was specifically in a TBM. So again, this is all airplane specific. Um, and when you're sitting in the pilot seat, uh, I think it was about a 57 minute flight was the equivalent of a 20 minute tanning bed session, um, which is pretty wild. Direct sun exposure. Um, and then additionally, the aircraft cabin is approximately 20% humidity or relative humidity, whereas I think dermatologists recommend anywhere from 40 to 60%. And 20% is being pretty generous. Some airplanes are significantly less. Um, so there's are just some quick facts, but I'll definitely send you some of these studies that dive into it a little bit further. Yeah, I would love that. I mean, it, it is kind of fascinating um, and, and curious. You know, I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. We're dry. We've got the mm -hmm. sun. We've got so much sun exposure, all of that. Um, so I think that the skincare line would do extremely well just for non-flyers as well, yeah. you know, locally, certainly in those hot, uh, dry sun exposed areas like where I live. And that's something that I was also looking into after like creating the line, like thinking about the other people that would actually benefit from this. And, you know, a big demographic is also, again, like you said, people who live in dry climates, but also hikers and campers, something that's like easy to travel and pack with, but you're also exposed to the elements. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm curious, you know, I'm married to an airline pilot and he's, you know, his, his history or whatever, I'm not coming up with his genealogy, I guess, basically is German and he's got darker skin and tans really well. And he has never had an issue with any of the dermatology stuff or anything that pilots have experienced. And I'm wondering if that's even part of a flight physical or something that is even considered. I mean, I, I mean, it would be really important. I think that's something that should be included. Um, it's not something that I know about, but I know that like there is an increased risk of melanoma in pilots, or at least studies have found that. Um, and so I think it's absolutely worthwhile to have regular checks. Or even recommendations from a company union. I mean, I'm, I'm even thinking of that, yeah. you know, just to say, hey, you know, we know this is a thing. Um, get yourself checked regularly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Interesting. Well, lots of potential out there that you write, you know, as a marketer myself, I'm, my mind is always thinking, oh, where could we go with this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Truly. So tell us then about the formulation of the skincare line. Let, let's talk about it, the different products, um, what they consist of and what they're used for. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So the biggest thing around the line is concerning um, sun protection, sun care, as well as um, dryness protection. So like in like infusing moisture. So right now we're working on a few different formulations for SPF, um, just because that's that's the biggest thing is to protect your skin, first of all. Um, but after any sort of sun exposure, um, you'll want to also restore your skin. So that's a couple of the products we have are both restoring as well as protecting. Um, one specifically that I love, it's actually my favorite, the layover mask. So it's an overnight travel recovery mask. Um, 
And so you put it on after you're exposed to the sun or even, or even before, if your skin's extraordinarily dry, I love it. Like, yep, exactly. (laughs) Um, and it's just incredibly hydrating, um, and infuses hydration in your skin. It also restores your skin barrier. Um, so if it's been, you know, exposed to the elements or any sort of wind or like just dry climates. Um, so it's, it's definitely one of my favorites. I wake up and I'm just like, I just feel so much better, especially after being in the airplane all day. It's just, it doesn't feel great. <laughs> so yeah, waking up with that is amazing. Um, additionally, then the other product that we have is a vitamin C antioxidant serum. And so something about that, that I love it, uh, definitely brightens your skin. So I notice if I've been traveling a lot, my skin just, it just looks kind of dull and not super alive, I guess. Um, it also vitamin C is a great ingredient for anti-aging properties. Um, and that's a big consideration when you're exposed to the sun and just a dry environment. Um, so those are really the big considerations is moisture and just anti-aging properties for both of these products. And do you have recommendations in terms of a cleanser? Cause I know that's not part of your line, at least not at this point, which could change. Um, and you'll have to have to share that with us for sure, but any recommendations in terms of that? Absolutely. I mean, so anything that's gentle, um, I usually go for the gentle, uh, cleansers just because if you have some that are a little too intense with some of the acids, like the AHAs, um, they can be, they can make your skin a little bit more sensitive to the sun. So you just have to learn what works best for your skin, especially whether or not you're acne prone or, um, have oil skin type. Um, but if you do use one of those cleansers that make your skin a little bit more sensitive, just be sure to wear sunscreen. So it's really just what works best for your skin. Okay. Got it. And let's talk about the ingredients. Cause I know that's a question that comes up. Some people pay a lot of attention to that. Some people not so much, but let's cover that so we can get all the bases. Yes, absolutely. Um, so one of the biggest thing was, so all the ingredients involved in the skincare line are vegan and cruelty free. Um, so the biggest thing there, I mean, they don't involve any animal products. So myself, I am a vegan. So that was like really important in order to incorporate a little bit of my like self into this line. Um, additionally, I didn't have to worry about any, you know, animal cruelty issues. That's, that's kind of huge. Right. <laughs> um, and additionally doesn't have any fragrance. So it's safe for sensitive skin. It's also, uh, I don't know, it, it doesn't have too much of a scent actually. It has kind of a natural run just from the ingredients in general, but it also makes it more gender neutral. Um, you don't have to worry about your skin smelling a certain way. Um, but both uh, skincare products um, have an alpine rose uh, extract. So it's a Swiss flower that grows at high altitudes and it helps your skin's stem cell function. So it really helps with the anti-aging properties involved. Um, and I mean, other than that there, it's packed with a ton of ingredients that are really helpful for moisturizing and anti-aging. Uh, so it, I was pretty excited working with the cosmetic chemists that I found in Florida, just because they're such professionals at this. And I just went down the list of things I wanted, things I didn't want, for instance, the fragrance and making sure everything was cruelty-free and vegan. And they were excellent in fighting ingredients um, to tackle the issues um, that I wanted to see in these products. I love that. So do you have plans or even if not like right in the process now in your mind, do you have plans to expand the product line? 
Absolutely. Um, so we actually have a good amount of products in the works right now. So like I said, about three uh, sunscreens. Uh, I also have a moisturizer that we're working on trying to get the formulation tweaked. What I've found is that it is very challenging to try to identify when a formula will be ready just because you'll get iteration after iteration and you just want it to be perfect. And sometimes it can come across a little too greasy or a little too tacky. Um, and one of the things with all these products I want to make sure is that they don't linger on your hands for too long because I want it like I want you to be able to use these while you're traveling and handling your phone or whatever it is you're doing. And you don't feel like something's stuck on your hands. Um, I know that was a big complaint that I when talking with pilots and talking about their sunscreen usage, they were frustrated with how it lingered on their hands and they were using their iPads. Um, so that's one of the biggest things uh, that I've found. But other than that, we have an eye cream that's coming out or that we're working on as well as um, a micellar water cleanser, which is essentially these pads, these travel pads that you can just wash or wipe on your face. And it's a no rinse cleanser. So you don't need to wash your or rinse it off per se. So it's something that you can like, I envision, you know, you take like a 10 hour flight somewhere or you're going to Europe or wherever you're going and your skin just doesn't, you just don't feel all that clean and you just wipe it over your face and you feel refreshed. Wow. That sounds exciting. I can't wait for that one. Yes, me too. I can't wait. Especially traveling. You know, sometimes you just want to freshen up. Yes, I know. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially if you've been sleeping and yeah. So how do you, as you're out and about, are you just chatting with other pilots? Talk to us a little bit about how you've kind of introduced that in the pilot community to have people test it. Are they people that you went to school and are training with? Mm -hmm. So it, it's mostly people that I'm friends with or that I went to school with. And also like, I know and trust that they're going to give me their honest feedback. Um, and I've gotten some pretty honest feedback, which is, it's, which is good. I, I want that. I want some like a critical eye on how something feels or, you know, how, when they wake up in the morning, but it's mostly been that. So I'll go through some pilot friends as well as flight attendant friends, as well as just travelers and see what they think. Um, and that's really my first step of testing. And then the next step actually gets into the clinical testing. So all these products are tested um, and dermatologists tested. So they're um, proven safe as well. I love that. What's the, what would you say roughly is the mix of male, female? I'm curious, yeah. women, obviously, you know, we're constantly concerned about our skin and anti-aging and all of that. But I, but I am curious what the male perspective is on that. So I've found that um, the male perspective on early products is they love that it absorbs quickly. <laughs> That's been like the biggest thing. They love that it absorbs quickly. Um, but actually most of the customers, which is not very surprising, most of the customers I've had have been female. Um, I want to say maybe probably 70% have been okay. female. But, mm -hmm. Interesting. Very good. So yeah. is it ever too late? Um, to repair your skin? No, no, it really isn't too late to start any sort of skincare regimen. I think that's the biggest thing um, that it's really never too late to start really any of this stuff. If you're going into health, like healthy eating, exercising, any of that stuff, you, it's especially good to start wearing sunscreen. I can't impress upon that enough. That's the biggest way or like the surefire way you can um, tackle anti-aging. Um, that as well as just any sort of skincare products to help cleanse your skin and just, I maintain your skin's barrier. That's the biggest thing. 
What are your thoughts on cleaning your skin at night, washing your face? Oh yeah. It's a must. <laughs> wash your skin, And not just rinse, not just toss water on it. <laughs> like cleanse your skin. Yeah. I say that as a reformed face washer. I spent most of my oh, life being like, oh, brush my teeth, but I'm too lazy to wash my face. And people have given me grief about that forever, especially traveling, like when they <laughs> learn your secrets, you know, and it's like, okay, I'm doing better now. Oh but, my yeah. gosh. So have you noticed a difference then in washing your face first? Yes, <laughs> I do. Okay. Yeah, I definitely do. Yeah. And more than anything, because one of the other things that I've really focused on lately is just not wearing face makeup anymore, you know, just mm -hmm. not. And I definitely see a difference with all that. So, and I've, you know, I've used good stuff. It's not like I just used garbage, but it, it definitely has made a difference. I've noticed that too, ever since, or at least COVID, I definitely stopped wearing a lot more makeup and it was like, Oh, this can, can breathe a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden you realize I, I don't really need that. It's just, it's kind of, yeah. it became a habit, you know, something I started doing in high school and just carried with me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely moved away from the makeup and moved more into the skincare I've found at least. For sure. Well, I know people are clamoring to know, so you can go to silex.pilotwifepodcast.com. That will take you into the site and it's S I L E X dot mm -hmm. podcast.com And I know you have a special discount code for us and that's just pilot wife. Um, and that'll give you a discount code. So get in there and definitely try it. Um, Aaron, how do people beyond that find out more about you? I know you have an Instagram channel, which is how I found you. Um, <laughs> tell us how to find you. Yeah, no, absolutely. So Instagram, go at, uh, at Silex Skincare. Um, that's the handle. And if you go to SilexSkincare.com, the website, you can get all the information. You can get more information on the research, on the skincare products, the ingredients, as well as just the story. This, yeah. And I will have all of that in the show notes for sure. Excellent. Any final thoughts or anything you want to share? Any words of wisdom to inspire us to take better care of our skin? <laughs> Uh, yes. So, um, I was given this advice and I, I can't remember when it was that I heard about it, but it's still my favorite skincare advice. And that is to use really any skincare that you use on your face, just wipe the extra on the back of your hands. Like your hands need some love as well. Like I best skincare advice I ever got. You know, that is great skincare advice. And I received that advice at some point too, just even whether it's a mask or whatever you're doing, it's like treat the back of your hands, because as we know, our hands do age that part of our yes. hands do age, just like our face does more, more advanced or rapidly or whatever. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And they're exposed to sun as well. So very good. Well, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for your inner innovation. I love that. I love you young innovators who get out there and, you know, do more than just one career. It's like start a side hustle that could turn into a full-time hustle and helps a lot of people along the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jackie. Thanks for having me on. So just as a reminder, you can go to silex.pilotwifepodcast.com, enter the code pilotwife, for a 20% discount and make sure you check out all of the amazing products that are there, including 
I'm holding this up for those of you watching the video, but including this fabulous organizer case that you can use to organize all of your core. You can certainly keep your skincare in it, but you can also use it to organize all of your cords, your phone chargers, a laptop charger. I put my cheater glasses in it, my vitamins, all kinds of fun stuff. So again, go to silex.pilotwifepodcast.com. I'll see you on the next show. Do you ever find yourself on the struggle bus with relationships, career, or life in general? I'm a mindset and peak performance coach helping women rediscover their own sense of identity and purpose, avoid turbulence, and put their own oxygen mask on first. Together, we work to get you out of autopilot and create a better flight plan for life and relationship success. As a pilot wife for over 30 years, I've navigated thousands of miles and moments in aviation, mommyhood, business, and life in general. I would love to offer you a free call to see if I might be able to help you too. You can go to coach.pilotwifepodcast.com. And if you have a topic suggestion or a story to share on the show, go to ask.pilotwifepodcast.com. And of course, you'll find all of this at resources.pilotwifepodcast.com. Please take a moment to review and rate the show on whatever your favorite podcast app is. This helps the show get found by others who need what we have here. And you might win some fun swag for your troubles. I'll see you on the journey. And thanks for listening.